Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Time now for KJ and Don Darrow with KJ Carson and Mark Don Darrow on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Xander Bogart's in the dugout shaking his head. Just dejection up and down the dugout. 0 2, swing and a miss. He struck him out. And the ball game is over. Blue Jays win it 4-1. They've won the series. They've taken the first two of this three-game set. Sox have lost eight of nine, and they are just a game over 500. Cutter Crawford pitched very well, but it was not nearly enough. The Red Sox get just one run on seven hits. 4-1 the final. Ah, see, when you go cheap, you get beat. KJ and Don Darrow, good Sunday morning to you. On WEEI 617-779-7937, Mark, the Sox 0-11-1 in series against the AL East. Good morning. Hey, good morning, KJ. Um, So I have a lot to say about this. You know, you can't be that. That record can't be. Uh, you are what your record says you are, right? That can't be what your record. You're starting to come to heel, huh? Well, no, no, no. Um, So I guess I'll just jump into my opening take here. I'm getting, I don't want to say overly upset with with everybody in this region and and different people that we work with or whatever, but I I find it borderline laughable that the majority of the heat that I hear or or I feel coming down is being directed at Haim Bloom. And why shouldn't it be? Because the Red Sox roster... KJ it's, is it's pitching that gives up twenty. It's pitching that gives up twenty-seven runs, not bats. Did anybody want Nate Evaldi pitching elsewhere? Did nobody? I mean, people wanted him back in Boston. People wanted him resigned. People wanted him to be a part of this Red Sox team. What What are we talking about here? The Boston Red Sox. There is no excuse to give up twenty-eight runs. Okay, there is no excuse to be doing some of the things that they're doing. This isn't all on high and bloom because what they don't have a real first baseman 
Or the bullpen's not elite? I've stayed on the pitching the whole time. I have not budged. I have not moved. It's like my queen in a game of chess. She stays right there. It's on the pitching. I've said this went back to last year at the trade deadline where if you got at least a fifth arm, and that may be an arm that you could say you could bring into this year, never happened. Listen, never happened. You you said it opening this show. The Red Sox are what against AL East opponents? 0-11-1 in series against AL East opponents. Okay? Yep. You have Rafi Devers. You have Xander Bogarts. You have J.D. Martinez. You've had Trevor Story. You've got uh, Alex Verdugo, who's played well during stretches this year. I know guys have been hurt, but you have guys in that lineup. You have pitching. Enough of it because the starters, by and large, this year have pitched pretty well. There is no excuse to be 0-11-1 against the AL East, and I'm not going to put that on the general manager. You know, when I hear this stuff like, hey, the pitching was doing okay, it feels like we're talking about a kid who consistently gets Fs. And so you got to see, you know, at least he passed something. And that's what it feels like, you know, like, hey, you know, Cutter Crawford pitched well yesterday. You know what? Cutter Crawford did pitch well yesterday. He did, but you know what? Yesterday's loss was worse than Friday night's because sometimes Friday nights are going to happen. Something historic sometimes happens, right? But the whole idea is you can get people to forget about it just a little bit. I don't know if you come back the next day and win, right? And that's a game yesterday. You're like, did you think that team that was fielded yesterday was going to win? No. So this, why? So then here you are talking about the pitching when they scored one run. <laughs> right. Okay. Yesterday. By, was by the way, of, by the first baseman who was two for four. Okay, that's perfectly fine because that's just one day. But in the overall scheme of things, you're losing games. What did they give? Twenty seven runs in two games to the Yankees. They've scored fifty nine and nine in the last four games. Right. So uh, again, Xander. Devers, J.D., Story, none of them are on the mound. Hell, J.B.J., you might want to say, you know what? Do you think you could do an evening of relief at this point? Because it's bad. And and you choose the pitching for your team. That's the general manager. The general manager's hands is all over the pitching. Now, the injury story, that's going to pop up with Devers now on the 10-day. Kike is extended to the 60-day. So, of course, injuries are now going to be part of the story, but people still have to show up to pitch because we're not talking about a bunch of injuries to pitchers except for Sale, who was there for two games and now is gone pretty much again for the the rest of the season. So the disaster starts with the pitching. You have to pitch. Bats will go cold, but if you don't have any pitching that can sustain you, it's a joke, and that's what it's been. You know, they've gone cheap, and now they get beat. Yeah, I just look. There is obviously blame to be placed on High and Bloom. Um, I, I don't like. We've talked about this. I don't like how he brought back and recycled some guys. Um, there, there wasn't enough in the bullpen. I still think they could go out and get an ace. You know, they didn't have an ace. They've never had an ace with him. I, but to say that this is all on High and Bloom, or to or to point the finger directly or primarily at High and Bloom, I think is borderline madness. Go the, cheap. The t- the team, beat. but you, they have you act like they have nobody. They've but, got players. They've got really good players. Their lineup on, is on not, the mound. On the mound. On the mound. They have really Nick good players. On the mound. Was one of the best pitchers for stretches during this season. Okay, they, there's no reason they should be 0-11 and one with how some of their starters have pitched this year. It goes beyond just the pitching. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, look, bats can go cold; they recover. I, I, I'm with you. Where look, you have a legit lineup in there, but at the same time, 
Why are we giving up? Tw- why are you giving up 28 runs? Why are you giving up 11 runs, 13 runs? You know, high double-digit numbers. Y- you can't tell me like, what, what you're supposed to outbat them. Like, hey, you know, hey, it's bottom of the fifth, man. We I know we've got an 11 in us. No, it's if you're pitching. If your pitching just goes shot. There's nothing you get. There's there's not there's not enough bats to catch up. For God's sakes, the nine hitter and the one hitter for for the Blue Jays had six hits Friday night. <laughs> do you, if you're Alec Manoa yesterday on the mound, do you really feel like, hey, the guy who's about to come on the hump after me is going to stop us? Of course, I'm going to talk junk. But right now, every I think there's a conversation going on with players around the league about how the organization operates, and I don't. This is why you. Know, I don't think you're going to see people running here. It's just not going to happen. It's almost similar, like with the Patriots and how they can't get free agents. It's going to be the same thing with the Red Sox. We'll get into talking about Xander and and Endeavors staying here, but you know, I think the word is out. The word is out. You want to stay away from that place. What do you mean? You think the uh, this? I don't even know why we're having that conversation. What that nobody's really going to come here? Like if, if you think you have a pitching problem now, wait until pitchers don't come. Nobody's what, coming. Where are you coming up with that? Why nobody's come? Why would pitchers not come here? Why? Because look, if you know you have an organization that doesn't dell out money, right, and you've got your two biggest stars in recent years that are pretty much going to be gone, why would why, you know they're not paying? Think about it. Trevor's story is here because there were questions about whether his arm could get to first. <laughs> from short. So it wasn't like everybody was kicking down Trevor Story's door. This was an insurance policy on an insurance policy. This is going to be the no-name socks in two years. Uh, great prospects. They've got a lot of future, but they've got a lot of losses on their hands as well. So enjoy the bats now. The pitching may get worse. Maybe a little bit better if you find a stud somewhere. But why would they give up their stud? And another team to the Red Sox. Why, well, why the problem is, I don't think, if there was a stud out there, I don't know if Haim Bloom will go out and get him. That's the problem. I just don't think, I, I think we've all become so uh, hypnotized by the, the narrative surrounding the, what they don't have and the moves they haven't made or the moves that doesn't look like they're going to make. We've sort of lost sight of why they're having issues. Like, the team isn't playing well. The players that are on the field right now are not playing well. And here's another thing, Okay. I put this also not just on the players, but on Alex Cora. Because for the second straight year, you remember last year? They oh, were play- wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the Parcells argument. Why why, why not let me cook if you're not going to provide the groceries, right? This is, he's not getting, he doesn't have a shopping budget, right? I mean, that pitching staff, you, you, you tell me you take that pitching staff completely healthy into the playoffs and you're like, yeah, they can get it done. No, not that bullpen. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? The bullpen is an atrocity, and that's not Alex Cora. He doesn't choose his bullpen. The bullpen he is doesn't. bad. The bullpen and, has blown too many and, games. Right, and, and and that goes on Hein Bloom for saying, you know what? Hey, I could get this guy for pennies on the dollar, and maybe he can turn this thing over, turn this thing around for himself. Yeah, they turned him around. All right, go cheap, get beat. That's all I'm saying. The bullpen is cheap. It's raggedy. It's shot. It's it's bleeding into the starting pitching. Right. <laughs> the closer, we're on our third closer this year, I believe. The last closer, he's gone. It's it's a mess, well, and that's all on Hine. Part of There's it, nothing Al Core can do but put people in the game. Part of it is just the way baseball is structured now. You you don't have a, we talked about this on this show. The the, the structure of a, of a pitching staff isn't what it was 15, 20 years ago. 
So I think that's at play here because High and Bloom and all those people that deal with the analytics, and this is the part of the analytics I don't like, they think that, oh, you could just mix and match and starters and openers or whatever they're called, and the, the structure that used to be in place in Major League Baseball or having a starting pitcher that goes six, seven innings isn't as necessary or as valuable today as it once was. I disagree with all that, and I still think dominant starting pitching is where it's at. So, yeah, you're right. They don't have a good enough bullpen. They don't have good enough pitching overall. Like, I hated bringing back Rich Hill. I hated moves like that. But it is what it is. And I just think there is more to this scenario than just putting it on high and bloom. For example, why for the second straight year we've had these narratives that are out there about who they haven't gotten in. I know the, the trading deadline hasn't even arrived yet. But last year, remember what happened at the trade deadline? It was almost like the team went into a malaise just because they didn't get what they wanted at the deadline or they weren't given the pitching helper. They just yeah, started to they, get mopey. Because they over, overachieved, and it was and, and I saw it on their faces last year as well. Like, look, this team is not where, they, where they're supposed to be, and I think this is where management got caught with their pants down. They thought they would have a so-so team, take it or leave it. They would probably be a 500 team. They overachieved. And they're thinking like, hey, if we overperform, why are you not out there performing? No one's saying that you had to go get Scherzer. No one, no one was saying that. But someone was saying like, you know, look, can you get a fifth starter? Can you get someone who can eat up innings on the front end so that way we're not finding ourselves in these quandaries in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning with these guys who can't get it over the plate or who are giving up yard balls? And, and, but here's the thing. It makes it worse when you're having the same argument the following year, except for now the team is worse. So now you're like, okay, if you didn't get us help when we're good, will you get us help when we're not so good? That's that's all front office. Look, here's, Al- Look, here's Alex Cora on another series loss. Uh, yesterday, once uh, Toronto took the second of the third. Another uh, series loss against the yeah. team. How surprising is that at this stage? I don't know. I think last year in the second half, we didn't win too many either, right? So uh, um, that was a good baseball game. We felt like we had a chance to add on, and then it didn't happen, and we had a chance to tie the game. And like I've been saying the whole season, you know, against the East, we haven't been able to finish games. You know, it feels like. I hit here, I hit there, I play here, but no, it doesn't work that way at the at the big league level. You you gotta you know be on top after the twenty seventh out, and um, we haven't done that consistently. I mean, we haven't done that in like two years. You hear what he said right there at the very beginning? He said we didn't win too many of them in the second half of last year. You know what that might be a little code word for? What's that? We could have gotten some help from management last year going into the East because they ended up losing the East and ended up becoming the wild card, and it's continuing into this year. It's a continuum. It's a it's it's this never ending story that's happening where it's kind of like, ah, well, you guys are good. I don't think you, we don't need to go ahead and get anything. I think you guys are good. We we found a guy that was working uh, at a home improvement store. He used to pitch, and he'll do it for pennies on the dollar. Uh, walk him in. Listen, I, I I agree with you. Treating the Boston Red Sox, if you're high in bloom, like this is the Tampa Bay Rays or the Oakland A's, is a huge mistake, and it's totally ill advised. I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, based on the issues that they are having this year, I don't think you could just put it all on high and bloom. I think the players deserve some of the blame, a lot of the blame. I think Alex Cora deserves some blame. I mean, it's anybody's net when you lose 28-5 to or whatever it was. That is not all on the GM, and they still are only three games out from a playoff spot, and I just, li- I just named the guys that they have on the roster in that lineup. Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, Verdugo. You know, Christian Vasquez is a guy that's producing. I mean, it's not like the the cupboard is bare. 
You've got players there. You should be better than 0-11-1 against AL East teams. That's not on the general manager overall. That's on the team. That's on everybody. KJ and Dondero, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. What you see going on with the Red Sox right now, who do you put the blame, whose feet do you put the blame? Management, players, uh, manager, uh, we want to get you in this discussion. But right now, it's time to trend with Nick. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. You're listening to KJ and Don Darrow on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. You know, Bloom was a Tampa Bay guy, right? Yeah, so they were the very beginning of, you know what, we've got to find prospects. We don't have the money to do it. We're going to outsmart the system, so to speak, right? Well, I think um, he's kind of trying to bring that into Boston. And uh, for me, that don't work, buddy. Look, you're going up against the Yankees, and they've got one of the highest payrolls. Like, and you're going to come into the Red Sox front office and try to finagle your way through all these good deals and find the next prospect? Oh, no, man, that don't work for me, man. If you got a winner and you got a winner on the field, and more importantly to me, if you got a winner in the clubhouse, that's even tenfold better. Mm. Because those are the guys that get everybody else ready. The Tom Brady's, the David Ortiz, you know, the Jason Veritek, if they lead and you don't follow, you ain't going to be in that clubhouse very long, buddy. KJ and Don Darrow and WEEI, that's Jonathan Papenbaum on the Greg Hill Show saying, look, it ain't going to work, Heim, bringing those Tampa Bay two-for-20 deals to Seaport as a dinner. You got you to gotta spend, you got to have that clubhouse, you got to have this team ready to fight the Yankees, which they have no fight in them right now. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if you noticed this, Mark, but by putting Raphael Devers on the 10-day IR yesterday, he would come off of the IR right as the trade deadline is ending, which tells me they're sellers. They're saying, hey, Devers, we're going to put you over here. We're going to park you because some people are about to go out of the door. That's I would agree with that. Um, I said it last week. I said if the if the Red Sox got their asses handed to them in that last game against the Yankees, they're gonna they're gonna start taking incoming calls, and I bet you they start tomorrow. Um, first of all, I, so <laughs> Jonathan, pa- if I'm looking at Jonathan Papelbon versus Hyam Bloom, like I don't, you know, 
I don't know what they're in terms of their. Uh, I, I'm guessing Hyam Bloom is the smarter man. I I don't know that, but I'm get you know if I want somebody building my baseball team, it's probably Hyam Bloom over okay, Jonathan Papelbon. That, that is a that is an un, okay because here's the other side. I'll make the argument for Papelbon. He knows what goes on inside that locker room, and if they got their heads down because boss man won't you know help them out, then all of you kind of like there's nobody who's a leader in the in the dugout. Who, who really feels like any real desire to push for the team. So, yeah, from, from a player's perspective, if you feel like, you know, management doesn't care whether you come or go and, you know, whether they spend or not, you know, like, are, are we really going to rah-rah and have a player's meeting? For what? They're not having a manager's meeting. I, I just, I, I don't understand what everybody doesn't understand about baseball today, especially, like, you know, on the show when we talk about it. Baseball appears to be changing. Is that hard to understand? Like, it's not what it used to be. Okay, so look at the examples who have tried to take the same exact route. The A's are negotiating to try and get to Vegas. That is the birthplace of the modern baseball think, right? They're leaving town, right? Because they're bad. They're bad. Historic, uh, Historic franchise, they're leaving. Pittsburgh, yeah, how is that working out for them? Orioles, okay, it's working out a little bit, but they're excited about being 500. This is the damn Red Sox. You need to be in there in a boxing match, 15 rounds, heavyweight style, with the New York Yankees for the American League East. That is the thesis statement. Look, That's it. Oh, all right. I, I, I just cannot get over the narrative. I just can't do it. This is not – Hyam Bloom is not operating like he's in Tampa or Oakland. Okay, because Tampa and Oakland, they never went out and got a Kyle Schwarber. Or they never brought in a Trevor Story. Okay, so he's done those things. I just think baseball is changing. It's not what it used to be. The the big contracts for the all-star lineups, that's not what's winning now. It's just not. And I know it's tough, and maybe even guys still in the league, Jonathan Papelbon, he might still live in that world. But it's hard for me to accept, too. I want. I, I still want it to be the old way as well. I just think, based on what I'm seeing, and teams with these stars getting nowhere close to the playoffs, I think it's changing. And I think that High and Bloom, I think he might be ahead of the curve a little bit trying to implement this new wave of roster building. I mean, we aren't even at the trade deadline for this year. And they're three games out of a playoff spot. And by the way, the AL East is by far, the, the best division in baseball. Now, there's still no excuse to be 0-11-1 if you're the Red Sox. None. But it's the best division by far in baseball. They don't have a team below 500. And they're it's, right it's there so for a good, playoff It's spot. so good that the Orioles are a half game behind the Red Sox. It's that good. But they, right? don't, but they don't have a team below 500. Go look at every other division. There are teams, multiple teams in some cases, that are significantly below 500. Yeah, but what about this team? Right. What, what what the Red Sox? They're three games out of a playoff spot right now. That's what Considering I know. Considering they at one point they were the number one wild card, and you could have argued, hey, it's legit that they could hold on to this spot the rest of the season. And I, I'm just telling you right now, you know, when they beat all those bad teams last month, if you got Cleveland who's right behind uh, the Twins in the Central, then you've got Milwaukee who leads the AL Central, uh, NL Central, then you've got Houston who leads the AL Central. We're getting into August before they see a team that you could say at this point, yeah, they could compete with Kansas City in, in, in early August. So literally, it may get continually uglier between now and the trade deadline. Like Cleveland, Milwaukee, Houston. This team is selling. 
It's got to sell because it just doesn't have the pitching pieces in place to sustain it through the end. Listen, here's Xander Bogarts on uh, not really worrying about losing uh, another series uh, against the division opponent. I mean, it's it's tough to lose against the AL East, but in the end, you're just trying to get to the playoffs. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people make a big deal about it, but if you can get into the wild card as the last seed, I mean, you still have a chance. You know, I mean, doesn't matter if you if you lose against the AL East in the season, meaning that you're going to play one in the wild card, you're going to lose. I mean, the situation is completely different. Uh, What's all at stake in the in the, in the postseason? It's it's completely different, you know. So I really don't see it as a big deal. I mean, you want to beat your division, yeah, but you just want to get in, you know. So I mean, beat, I mean, we're beating the other teams, you know. So hopefully, we can start winning our division. You know, when you desire to get a C in school, you tend up getting D's and F's. I don't End even know what that. What does that mean? What does that even if, mean? If you're like, hey, if I just get a C out of the class, more likely than not, you get a D or F. If 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 that's what you're actually, if you're attaining, your goal is to get that very last wild card spot, and that's all you're looking for, you're most likely not going to get it. Look, I, I I'm with you. It's a it's a really bad sign that they can't beat their own division because that you know it feels a little Patriots esque. Like you can beat some teams that you should beat, but then the real good teams you can't beat those teams. So it's a really bad sign. Okay, but the, well, here's the other part of that. Yeah. At the end of the season, guess who you finish your season against? The division. The division. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bad sign. I'm not saying it's a good sign. That's a bad sign, and there's no excuse for it with the guys that everybody here wants the Red Sox to retain. Devers and Bogarts and all these stars. Why, with all these stars, can they not win a game or a series against the AL East? With all the stars that this team, this city is banging on the table to re-sign, and they're 0-11-1 with Devers, with Bogarts. And everybody, no you pitching. can't let him go. <laughs> you can't let them go to the Yankees. You can't let them re-sign somewhere else. They're 0-11-1, bro, with those guys on the team. With that pitching staff, that management says, this is who we're going to put right, on the, the pitch- hump. Look, the pitching staff isn't good, okay? It's not good. But in terms of, I mean opponent's batting average, okay? Do you know what team has a worse opponent's batting average or opponents are batting better against this team than the Red Sox? The Blue Jays, okay? Opponents have a higher batting average against the Blue Jays than the Red Sox. So it's not like it's this utter epic disaster. They have a good lineup. There's no excuse they should be 0-11-1 against the ALEs, and it's not all on the pitching. It's all on the pitching. It's not all I, on the pitching. I mean, you, I, it is. I mean, now, granted, now I'll put even some injuries in there, right? Like, what would the team, because again, would the team compete better if all the pieces were in place? I would say yes. But, like, if you're telling me Friday night that it, w- there was going to be this 28 to 17 game, <laughs> I would still say there's a problem with the 28 side. I would still say there was a problem with the 14 run side against the Yankees. The, th- that's the thing. If you're giving up 14 runs, that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the bats. Nothing. At, at that point, you start pulling them out. Remember in that Yankees game that was on national television where they, they pulled out all the stars like in the seventh inning? I was just like, oh, my God, this is worse than the NBA. Finals pulling everybody out at the start of the fourth quarter. But we That's t- what it felt like. But we could go back to the first few games of the year 
when it was the bats that couldn't wake up and the pitching was there but and that they were is, losing it. But that is okay because they're coming off of a lockout, right? The pitchers are going to have the advantage early on because you're not getting the amount of swings that you'd want to in spring training. Now everybody's fully trained up, and guess what? The arms aren't really there, and the bats are so-so. Nice. And I think one feeds the other. If you're going out there, you're like you put up a three-spot. You're, you're, you're Red Sox, you put up a three-spot in an inning, and then four innings later you're down 5-3. That could be a little bit kind of depressing because you're like, all right, we gave you three good runs already to start off. Lock this down. Give up one, maybe two. Maybe we can get you another at the end of the game. But don't just give it back in big chunks. That's the problem. It's being given back in big chunks. The Braves last year at the All-Star break were 44 and 45. That's because their star player was not there. Who was their star player? Uh, Okuna. Broke what he did? Fractured? Uh, broke something? Broke his leg? I think it so, was. Yeah, but he didn't come back. He didn't come back. But you know what management did? They went out and got real people. What, like a, like a Kyle Schwarber in the second half that helped them go on a run in the playoffs? Like yeah, that? Kyle, you knew Kyle Schwarber was going to be a rental here. I knew that. Okay. Because once the National League went to the DH, it was just like, psh, and they could give him all the money he wanted. Look, man. I'm not. So I'm not. Look, I'm not even mad at Heim Bloom not re-signing Kyle Schwarber because Kyle Schwarber could have gotten a better deal with the Phillies, in which I think he did. I'm not mad at that. They changed the rules. You can go to the National League, chill out, and all you do is just swing. I, I and do. you know the Phillies overpay. Yeah. Look, I'm figuring it. I'm trying to figure it out too. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what baseball is right now. I don't know who has the answers, but I still think Hyam Bloom's a hell of a lot closer to having the answers than a lot of people like Jonathan Papelbon, okay? Because this team is is three games out with all these issues of a playoff spot in the best division in baseball. And here we are talking about all the all the problems and how Hyam Bloom is running them into the ground and he's never going to be able to survive here because of what the way the way that you need to build the baseball team. This team is right there. And I think in association with some of the shortcomings that Hyam Bloom has in terms of the pitching or the bullpen, the players haven't gotten it done. The manager hasn't found a way to get the players into a position to win and it's just not working out on an organizational level, not just because of the GM. The GM, I still think, is a guy that I want to be in business with. So you're talking about all the way up to ownership? Yeah, there's issues all over, but it's yeah. not just on the GM. So yeah, last I, year I, at the deadline, the Braves added Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, who won World Series MVP, right? Yep. And then they got Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall. They got went out and got four bats because their team wasn't good enough. And Rosario yeah. was arguably, I mean, Rosario was awesome. In he the was play. he was incredible all right. season. Right. And, and they didn't go and find. That's not a whole lot of money they had to give up to get. They didn't give up a whole lot to get those pieces, but yet what it showed the team was, hey, we believe that you guys can still get it done, and this if this is what you need, here's what you have. Uh, this listen. is a continuum with, with Hein Bloom. This is a continuum from last year where it was just like, can you get an arm in here that can, that can be a fifth starter and can kind of carry some more innings because we know that this bullpen is deficient. And guess what? Not only did you not get that, you didn't get it in the offseason. And here we are. with the, It's almost like the scab that's come off and it's and the cut is worse. Yeah. Well, when, when did High and Bloom get here? Somebody refresh my memory. 2020 after 2020? After the right, 2020 right, season? Right, right before the strike season. Okay. So after right the, the strike season. So yeah. High and Bloom. No, I'm sorry. Right at the uh, pandemic so, season. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Whether you like it or not, these are the facts. High and Bloom arrived here after the disastrous 2020 season. Okay, no, it was before. 
It was right before. It was before the 2020 season. Right, okay. because, the, so, the, the way, because the way he operates, the pandemic benefited him, right? Okay, like That's right. It, it okay. benefited. Right. So here we go. He gets here right before the 2020 season, and that season was a disaster, admittedly. The pandemic probably had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, was that the year Core was out? Was he yeah, out? that was the Renicky season. That was yeah. the Renicky season. So Core was out. And they traded Mookie. Okay. Yep. They traded <laughs> Mookie. All, all under the smoke screen of, I'm about to go cheap ass. That's fine. <laughs> they get rid of Mookie. That's a disastrous season. Renicky's in. Core is out. Pandemic. Bad season. In the comeback season, whether you like it or not, that was a net positive for High and Bloom. No, nope, for the players. What does for that the mean? Play, the, what do you mean players for the players outperform because there was no moves to say, "Hey, we're going to rebuild this up out of 2020." It was kind of like, "Oh, let's see what you got." And they had a lot more than and Vegas had them to go 500. They said, "Even money, they'll they'll win 81 I, how, games." So how can you say after a disastrous 2020 in his second full year, okay? You have a guy that Where helped. the players performed and he didn't do anything, and then the players are saying, hey, can you get somebody here because we're better than you expected and it isn't happening. You're, you're, and, you are losing your mind. Like so, when the players that hasn't happened. When the players perform well, it's on the players. When the players suck and it's 28-5, to 5, it's somehow on the general manager? The pitching is, yeah. Yeah, that, that's completely that, what that the is, pitching. What the pitching is not on the general manager. That, you, the general you can't manager be that does not go out and get pitchers. That's totally inconsistent. Like, How? I've been saying what, it's the pitching the whole time. But, but why then do you not give the general manager any credit for the turnaround in 2021, especially when part of the turnaround those and, bats were already here? But the high, arguably the highlight of the season was acquiring Schwarber and seeing what he did in the playoffs for you that helped lead you to two wins shy of a World Series berth. But Heim Bloom's specialty is the mix-and-match bullpen pitching staff, and it hasn't worked here. If that's what you did in Tampa and that's what everybody holds their hat on, that, look, pitching is a premium cost in baseball, and he's found a way to not have to do those high premium costs, it's not working here. It's not working. Okay, I'm just telling you, you could say whatever you want. It's a net positive when the general manager takes a team that was disastrous one year and in the second year makes it to the to the uh, ALCS and in large part because of an acquisition he made in season. Whether you like it or not, that's a net positive. And now the following year, okay, they're three games out of a playoff spot in the best division in baseball. After being bef- up by, what, three games? As for a wild card. For yeah, the wild card, for, right. In the best division in baseball. With the trade deadline not even here yet. Like, you, everybody needs to relax. You, so you, relax. Be, you believe that something big is coming in in the trade deadline? I don't know because about we, big. Because we can, I could probably say after seeing yesterday's lineup with Xander as the only one, that's a showcase for whoever wants to make calls about Xander. I think Xander's tradable. I think Xander's on the block now. I actually uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think J.D. Martinez is going to be the bat for hire. I think he's on the block. He may be, They may already be getting calls about him right now. And a possibility of Nathan Evaldi because they're saying, hey, look, we can use your good pitcher over here with some of our good pitchers versus him being uh, maybe the other half of one good pitcher that you have. But to say that 2021 was all about the players. Mark, the bats were already here. Those bats were here. Minus Ver- Verdugo had just gotten here. So really you're saying the only person that was at in 2021 was Verdugo and Kike. Also, weren't the players upset last year after the deadline because Bloom didn't do enough? They Thank were. you. They Thank were. you. And you saw it on their face. Whose fault is that? Who's that on? Bloom. Hi, no, Bloom. It's a, it's a Bloom. 
the players are professionals. You can't go out there and mope around because the general manager didn't make a move. It's embarrassing. Or maybe you don't run after a fly ball that gets over your head, even though you see it's over your head. That's also embarrassing. <laughs> well, so, but so my whole point the, is the this. General manager, an the general manager doesn't make a move for a pitcher. You know, he did make a move that paid dividends in the playoffs. But you wanted a pitcher. You want to play little GM man. You, you And you start to mope around and go on a losing streak because the general manager didn't make a move. That's a Joke. That's pathetic. It, it should be embarrassing. Embarrassing. Ask Rick Pitino how the how, how the Celtics quit on him, just because they wanted him gone, right? Because at the end of the day, if Alex Cora wants to be gone, you best believe someone's going to hire him that has a budget and will listen to what he needs. So if Alex Cora goes, this is not someone who played for the team his entire career. Alex Cora was not a Red Sox. So again. If the if the manager feels like he wants to get out of there and the players say, you know what, we don't want to see him go through this, you can work that out where eventually it gets to the GM level. Okay, because the manager will be gone first. You think Alex Cora is going to cry tears if Hein Bloom lets him go from this situation? And then the players, they'll say, you know what, trade me. <laughs> At this point, trade me. The other thing, thing is, Bloom developing, drafting, all those things are supposed to be his specialty. We haven't seen any of his prospects come to fruition. How do we know he hasn't drafted a bunch of studs and everybody's trying to get rid of him? This well, is because, just ma- it's borderline because, madness. Because the fan base needs to wait three or four years to see good product on the field in a sport that needs every year to be dynamic. <laughs> but dude, you know what I mean? Like base they, when you say baseball's changing, yeah, here's what's changing. Nobody cares about the guy who's been in minors for three or four years. If you're not here, I'm not seeing it. And if I'm not seeing it, I don't care. So the worst thing for this city and this market was getting rid of Dave Dombrowski, because he's everything that everybody would have wanted. Just forget about the farm, spend, 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 get rid of everybody that's a prospect, and just get established veterans to come in. That's the only thing. The, if it beats the Yankees, if, if you if you're if you could be in the same conversation where, hey, it's gonna be us or the Yankees yeah. winning the division. Like, like and if, if we don't the, win the division, we're gonna be a top wild like card. Like if like if it beats the Yankees in a in a one game playoff to get into the division series, like that, like last year under High and Bloom. Well, no, I'm talking about in oh, terms okay. of how an entire season plays oh, out. Oh, okay. Right, because here's the thing. You say, look, there are three games out of the last wild card spot. How many how many spots were they out three weeks ago? They were the leading one. So there's a net loss. Right? Yeah, I get it. But like, it, like you it can't sit there and say, division. hey, we're three games out when at the same time, just three weeks ago, you were the top wild card team by three games. I understand that, but it yeah. is a tough like oh eleven and one is unacceptable. But it is a tough division. Okay. You no team is under five hundred. That's tough. But who's the not going to be smooth all sailing? The team, all the teams in the AL East, who's the one that's falling? Who's the one that's falling? The Red Sox and the Yankees, to counter my point, I guess, they have crews because they have such a huge lead. But that's a special season, and we've seen special seasons before. Well, hey, the Yankees have lost, what, eight of their last in, 12? I said this would happen. The Yankees would have a blip. They've lost, they've lost eight of their last 12, and this is the time where you're supposed to capitalize on that, where you say, hey, we're not going to catch the Yankees, but we need to show them if we can get that lead down to seven games that we're going to be reckoned with when it comes to playoffs. You don't want to see us. Now the, now, the way that Alex Manoa was talking, Talking to the Red Sox, anybody wants to see the Red Sox in the playoffs. Let's go to Bob in Florida, and he says they got to get rid of Xander. Thanks for calling KJ and Dondero. Hey, hey, hold on a second. Hello? Yeah, what's yeah. up, Bob? Okay, I don't get the 0-11 and 1. There's no ties in baseball. In no, the they, series, it's probably a four-game four game series. A four-game four series, series with the Yankees. They oh, split that. about series? Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. 
Hey, another thing, that mayor kid's supposed to be a superstar. Well, you, you would say it's supposed to be. At this point, Ian Bloom will be fired by the time he becomes a superstar. He's going to want a six-year contract. He's 31. You can't hide that kid in the minors for six years. You can't do that. You can't and hide him for three. Him is, would be, trading him would be a big mistake because that kid, that kid should have been the number one pick in the draft. You know, that, that, that makes no sense to me at all. Your best bet is to get rid of Bogarts. I'm not saying Trevor Story's your answer. This year's a wash, I think. Bob, you know, thanks for the call. You can move Jeter Downs to short. You, can, you know, stuff like that. I, look, yeah. I agree. you got to get rid of Xander Bogarts. He's not going to re-sign here. He has, I mean, he's going to want too much. You've got prospects up the wazoo at his position. You've got to, and you got to, if you can get something for him. And you just drafted another infielder. Why, do, like, why don't you <laughs> trade Xander Bogarts for some relievers? Like, that's uh, what I would do. I'll tell you what. Let's continue. KJ and Dondero next, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. We'll still get to Dan and Jimmy next here on WEEI. KJ and Dondero on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. KJ and Dondero, thank you for starting your Sunday with us. 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. That's how you get into WEEI. Let's get into Dan, Rhode Island. We're talking about Heim Bloom, the Red Sox and everything. Uh, Dan wants to get into the Bloom chorus situation. Go ahead, Dan. You're on the air. Good morning, fellas. How are you? What's up, Dan? You got it, man. A couple of things. Uh, So, I. Don't forget what can't be discounted is that uh, we all know that uh, Cora is not a Bloom guy, right? He basically inherited him yeah. through ownership. Is that true? Well, he, he, brought, he, brought, he brought him back. back. I thought that it was interesting. I would have thought that Bloom would have wanted his own guy, so I was surprised when he brought him back. But then after what happened last year, I, I gave him credit. It was like, good job bringing him back. Yeah, but did he bring him back or did Henry tell him this is the guy you're taking? Henry he probably him told job? him what to do. That's my point. Yeah. So, and it, it, I, I'm not saying this is, I don't know if this is on the record, or Pete, isn't there a general feeling that Cora isn't very fond of Bloom either? Uh, we wouldn't it, know that I, for just, sure. I'm, I'm I, speculating. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think their methodologies of how they see baseball are two totally different. I think they're, they're on two sides of the room. Well, then obviously that's not going to work long term. So, I mean, I, I guess here's my point. <clears throat> I, Bloom deserves a fair chance to do what he's got to do, and I don't know how many years it needs to take. You know what I mean? And clearly it hasn't been enough. It can't happen overnight. But this is my general problem with the whole thing. Bloom, let's say he's successful at what he does, right? And well, I don't even know what the goal is. Is the goal for the for the Red Sox to have a payroll of like $160 million with a bunch of nobodies and have that's, a good record? I mean, that, that's you know where it's heading. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's where it's heading, and – and if that's the case, then how how competitive is this team that's got Vlad Guerrero on one team and the Yankees are another team, right? So I, I just don't see how the team is competitive if they go that way. Thanks for the call, David. But beyond Stan, Stan, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if the Red Sox are, you know, the the Blue Jays with Vlad Guerrero and all those stars are 52 yeah. and 43, and the Red Sox are 48 and 47. So it's not we're not talking about this like Grand Canyon size thing. And just real quick to go back to twenty twenty one, High and Bloom. You said all the bats are here. High and Bloom brought in Kike Hernandez. That's a High and Bloom guy who was unconscious during the playoff run. Unconscious. 
So let's, they, go to Jim, let's go to Jimmy and Malden on Heim Bloom. Go away from that point. Oh, gosh. You're well, bad. You know what? I predict this, and I said this on uh, Monday. As long as Heim Bloom is the general manager, the Sox will never win another World Series as long as he's the general manager because do, he does not want to spend the money. Jimmy, okay. thanks for the call. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like, if you don't want to, how can I best put it? While money doesn't cure everything, it does bring people to the park to see something, right? If you've got a bunch of nothings out there, say, hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have to try and wrang it out. You, you know how that story ends? They run out of juice towards the end. Let's okay. go to Justin calling from DC, talking about Bloom and his player evaluations. Hey, hey, gents, uh, great show as always. Uh, I agree and disagree with both of you. First. I think baseball is changing, and you see it with the Orioles being successful. They have the number one farm system in baseball. You see it with the Dodgers doing this, the Astros doing this, the Yankees doing this, the Blue Jays doing this. I think ultimately, hopefully, the Red Sox model is something like the Dodgers or Astros where you bought them out, you build a great farm system, and then you go all in. Um, the second point is I do agree with you, KJ. Heim Bloom has been awful at identifying players through trade. So he's been great in the draft, allegedly. We won't be able to tell for three or five years. Right. But just look at his trades. For Mookie Betts, the best player in baseball behind Trout, he got an average outfielder, and that was the only major league prospect he got back. For Andrew Benatini, an all-star, he got five players back. One might be good in Winkowski. For uh, Hunter Renfro, he got Bradley, who really shouldn't be playing. And then he got some minor leaguers who are absolutely awful. So that is... All to say a long way. And then the last thing I'll add is signing players. I mean, Trevor Story, if you're going to replace Sandra Bogarts with Trevor Story, that's an awful decision that people didn't even need to second guess on. So I guess my question for you guys is, um, should we really be upset that he, for example, let Schwarber walk, who was kind of an average player and all of a sudden had a breakout year this year? Or should we just be more concerned that overall his ability to identify and analyze talent in other organizations and then analyze free agents has been absolutely terrible. Justin, thanks for the call. I appreciate that, but Mark, I, I, not, I disagree. I'm, okay? I'm, not, I'm not upset with the Schwarber move. I'm not upset of the lack of move, and I'm not upset that they made the move. They did make a move last year. They turned him into a first baseman. I remember all that training going on. He provided the excitement and bat when necessary, you know, tethered on to the fans, but I didn't think he was going to stay. I, I didn't think I, he was going to stay. I disagree with most of what, what Justin had to say. The Mookie Betts trade. Okay, first of all, Alex Verdugo has been an absolute hit. Is he Mookie Betts? No, compare- he's not Mookie Betts. But as of last <laughs> week, they had the same amount of RBIs. You know, it's not like the guy is pathetic, not, I'm not in the league. I'm not even going to give any of my breath to say that there's a comparison at all between Verdugo and Mookie Betts. No. If you're telling me that, hey, Verdugo is a better is a better spot in left field than 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 Andrew was, then absolutely. No. Yeah. For, but but they weren't traded for each other. Okay. The, well, first of all, again, Benintendi was horrific his last year here. Horrific. I don't even think he was batting. 200. And Verdugo's better than him. But you're not going to tell me that Verdugo's even close to what what Mookie Betts is. There's no way. No. There's no way. He's not. He's not even close. Okay. I'm just saying, he hasn't been a disaster. And he's been sufficient in his return. And also, I know it wasn't the same trade, but part of what he did to replace Mookie Betts was get Kike Hernandez, who was awesome in the playoffs for the Red Sox last year. Okay? So, Justin wanted to make it out that High and Bloom, it was a disaster, and the guys he's brought in, 
in association with the guys that he let go have been complete failures. That is not what's been going on. That's just not true. They've been less than. You know the little memes when people put, you know, greater than or less than? Uh, the Red Sox got the less than on okay. the Mookie Betts trade. They did. They did. But and th- they, and, well, here's the thing. When it comes to Heim Bloom, I'm just going to say this, Mark, in song. Hit it, Nick. You ever wonder how many cell phones that Heim Bloom may have? You know, like one to call the police and report an ass beating by Tampa. And then another one potentially to make trades? Or are we just sitting on our hands here? Coming out of May was okay. Cora's beard was rough. That April was tough. Yes, it was. That beard was sad and tough. June showed that they had the right stuff. They beat teams that sucked. It's on the schedule, so what? So what? The patient didn't hurt. Now the hype is long gone. Baltimore's hot. Heimbloom has got more love for the Worcester Red Sox. He's the King George of Benway Park. Fans want blood. Give this team a shot. Whoa, we're halfway there. Bloom sitting on his hands. Bullpen's trash and it's eating at fans. Bloom sitting on his hands. Of it, we know the rest of the story. July has been ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Five remember and it started. In, before, remember, one and remember, six. It's, remember the call we got about them in Chicago with the when they were playing the Cubs and the family was up there for July Fourth. Yeah, and the people were like they're distracted and everything like that. And here on this show, I said after July Fourth comes the ugly season. If the Sox, the Sox will be defined with their games from July Fifth through about the twenty first. And where, what is today? By today's what the twenty fifth. Fourth, look, fifth, yeah. Yeah, it, look what the conversation is. Yeah. Uh, totally I, different than earlier this month, three weeks. What I want to know is if they somehow go on a run, especially if they acquire somebody that helps them go on a run. Even if Ooh, they the Red Sox yeah, go on a run? the Red Sox go on a run. Even <laughs> if they trade Xander Bogarts, if they go on a run, I want to know how you're going to find a way to not give any credit to High and Bloom. That's what I can't wait to see. Yeah, you know what? They'll go on the run when it doesn't matter. Yeah, they won three in a row, but they're still five games out of the wild card. Again, Look, they, in, well, for, it, in, in 2016, the Red Sox are the elevator going down, and everybody in the AL East, everybody else is on an up elevator. Everybody except for the Red Sox. In 2016, they were first in the AL East. They lost in the ALDS. The same, the same players in 2016 are not here today. 2017, first oh, place, that, that lost in the ALDS. Right 28, 2019. Didn't make the playoffs. 2020 didn't make the playoffs. Last year, the ALCS. Because the same exact people are here as then. It doesn't matter who was here in 2016. Who's here now? Who put them here? And who's responsible for them being here? Heim Bloom sitting on his hands. Since since last year. He's Second not half last sitting year. on his hands, though. Sitting He's on his hands. He's making moves. He's done things. All just the be- wrong ones. I, I, just... Give me a scenario. When we get back, I want you to give me a scenario that you want to see. Like who, what type of player? You don't need to give me a specific name necessarily, but what type of move do you want to see made? Give me an example. I want to know exactly what you think he should have done that he hasn't done. I want as as specific as possible. I'll give it to you right now, and I'll do it in 20 seconds, then we'll go to break. Fine. He should have gotten another uh, 
bottom top line starter, meaning he should have gotten a guy who was a 4-5 in a rotation, re-signed him this year, possibly gone after someone like Zach Granke to be at the back end of your starting rotation, and then you can start to manage your pieces of the bullpen to say who deserves to be gone and package them before they look bad. You're stuck with bad goods. Nobody wants – you think anybody's calling for the Red Sox bullpen for trades? No. Exactly. It's KJ and Don Darrow, 617-779-7937. WEEI, the second hour, continues next. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.